the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Word of God is filled with the most fascinating stories. What's even more incredible, they're all true because His Word is truth. As His children, we should be excited about His Word. Join us today as Pastor Rander continues to encourage us to celebrate the Word. He'll be teaching from Psalms 119, verse 162. I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. God spoke to the prophet Jeremiah. In Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1, the prophet Isaiah saw the law. You know, that's something. Now, he didn't just hear him. He saw him. <laughs> In Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1, uh, Isaiah saw the Lord. It says in Isaiah 6, chapter 6, verse 1, in the year that King Uzziah died. Now, you know, Grandma said Uzziah. But when you go to Bible school, they, they teach you the proper way of saying it. And it actually is supposed to be said Uzziah, but I said Grandma way. In the year that Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe Filled the temple. He saw. But 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 number eight in Isaiah, in Isaiah chapter six, verses eight through nine, after he saw the Lord, look, he heard the voice of God. In Isaiah chapter six, verses eight through nine, Isaiah hears the voice of God. He saw him, he heard him. And in Isaiah six, eight through nine, it says. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, <laughs> that's awesome, y'all. Does the scripture ever make you happy? Uh, you know, uh, you know I, I wonder about folk that can't even get happy in the word. It, 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 it says, also I heard, Isaiah said, the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then I said, here am I. Send me. <laughs> and God said, go <laughs> and tell this people. And he begins to talk and it goes on from there. So you see God speaking to Isaiah. But the greatest expression of God speaking to man is through his beloved son, the Lord Jesus Christ. For in Galatians chapter 4, verse 4, you see how we peruse through the New Testament highlighting? Now we're in the New Testament. In Galatians chapter 4, verse 4, it says, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law. This was the greatest expression of the love of God toward men. Jesus was born of a woman who, being God in flesh, was God and spoke from God to save us from our sins through the shedding of his own blood uh, from the Lord Jesus Christ. And when Jesus went back to heaven and sat at the right hand of the Father, 
uh, God kept on speaking. But God spoke. God, see that isn't that awesome? God spoke Himself directly to Adam and Eve, and we saw Him speaking to to Abraham directly, and then we see Him speaking uh, to to Jacob, and we see Him speaking to Joshua and Moses and all those personalities that we've just seen. We've seen Him speaking, and so God said, "You know what? I'm going to do even more than that." <laughs> I'm going to send my own son, my one and only son, the apple of my eye, and I'm going to send, and he's going to, he's going to be God in flesh, my very own representative to not only live among the people, but speak to the people from me directly with the people. Isn't that awesome? And that's what happened. He did that. And he taught, and he lived, and he communicated. His, he taught about the kingdom, and he laid out spiritual profound kingdom principles, teaching people the way of God. And then went down on the cross, uh, was buried, and rose again, and went on to heaven, and now he's seated at the right hand of the majestic God on high. And when God went back to heaven, we see here something else happening. Number nine, the Holy Spirit, who is God, also speaks to his people. So because when God went back home to glory, then the Spirit came down on the day of what? Pentecost in Acts chapter what? Two. In Acts chapter two. And the Holy Ghost came and uh, he began to work and do phenomenal things as the church was born and all of these things uh, began to happen. The Holy Ghost is the third person in the Trinity. You say, why do you say sometimes Holy Ghost and sometimes Holy Spirit? Same person named is used interchangeably, okay? And so let me tell y'all something now. The Holy Ghost, who is God, also speaks. Amen? How many of y'all know the Holy Ghost talk? The Holy Ghost talks. You say, can you show me a passage on the Holy Ghost talking? I'm so glad you asked me that. Look at Acts chapter 13, verse 2. Acts chapter 13, verse 2. You see the Holy Ghost talking. Acts chapter 13, verse 2. And you'll see the Holy Ghost talking. Oh, y'all, this is so good. This is, I mean, oh, God help me. Well, I just enjoyed myself. Uh, Acts 13, 2, it says, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said. Y'all see that? The, the underline that. Highlight it. Uh, the, Holy, the Holy Ghost said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. The Holy Ghost in charge. And you see Holy Ghost talking and giving direction. And he's moving in prayer. I'm going to tell y'all something. The more you pray, the more the Holy Ghost moves in your life. The more the Holy Ghost moves in your life. And you say, well, when do you get the Holy Ghost? You get him. Listen, it, he works in the process of regeneration. You saved by the Holy Ghost. Amen. You say, I thought you saved by Jesus. You saved by him. It's all, they're working interchangeably. They're working simultaneously. That's what the word I want. Simultaneously in the regenerative process, the work of regeneration. You're made new by the Holy Ghost. You're saved by the Spirit. 
Uh, you, you live by the Holy Ghost. And uh, he, he is a person who is resident in your life in the age of grace and the church age. The Holy Ghost. When the last time you said the Holy Ghost told you? Ooh, man, I tell you, that's better than operating on your intelligence. I was glad to go this direction, but the Holy Ghost told me not to do that. Now, let me tell you something. Now, when the Holy Ghost tell you to do something, you're not going to always understand why he's saying don't do or to do. Your, your priority is just to obey. He doesn't make sense because he's God. Are y'all hanging with me? I'm going to tell you something else. When you get to walking with him a long time, you'll get bold in the Holy Ghost. And then you start saying stuff that average folk won't say. You say, like my mentor, P.O. Williams, he said, the Holy Ghost made me know. Ah, man, I said, I said, what, Pop? He said, the Holy Ghost made me know. Now, that's when you're walking with the Lord, when the Holy Ghost made you. don't care what folks say, what folk, all the predictions and opinions, the Holy Ghost will make you know certain things contrary to popular opinion. You understand what I'm saying? The Holy Ghost. And a whole lot of us can save ourselves a whole lot of trouble if we just start listening to the Holy Ghost. Oh, I like that young man that was playing for Larnell Harris. Uh, okay, what's his name? Uh, Simeon. Yeah, we were eating the first time Larnell came and we were at the banquet uh, over at the hotel and they were sitting at the table. That man can show enough play. And so I had to dance. I said, what's cool? I said, man, boy, you can play. I said, what school did you go to? And he said, I went to the school of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> he said, the Holy Ghost taught me how to play. Let me tell you something. You got some folk go to school and learn how to read notes and can't play a lick. <laughs> and you got some folk ain't been to narrowary school. But the Holy Ghost put it in them. Get all in their fingers. And all of a sudden they play like Chopin. And better, play better than those folk. The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. Make you out sing a a predic soprano. The Holy Ghost can out-teach any seminary. Some of these seminaries educate God out of the preacher. They go in with God when they come out. They don't even know who God is. Oh, God! I'm going to take my time. I got a long ways to go. But it's something about the Holy Ghost. Don't you say Holy Ghost? Holy Ghost. Yeah, the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Some of y'all, y'all mouth is dry because you haven't had enough Holy Ghost in it. The Holy Ghost move, make you shout, make you feel funny, make you run when nobody's behind you. You look around and you get on your feet. You say, "How did I get up here so fast?" The Holy Ghost will do that. The Holy Ghost will do that. He speaks. Let me move on. I got happy on that one. (laughs) Number 10, 
God spoke through apostles. Acts chapter 9, verses 1 through 9. You see uh, God speaking through whom? Apostles. It says, then Saul still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord went to the high priest, verse 2, and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus, so that if he found any who were of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. As he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then Saul, that bloodthirsty villain, he Fell, God, I believe God knocked him to the ground. And fell to the ground and heard a voice. Look, underline, heard a what? Saul heard a what? Saying to him, look, Saul, Saul, uh-oh. Now, now there it is again. God want to make sure you don't miss it. What's the first d- d- double names he called? Moses, Moses, Samuel, Samuel, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? That is profound. Do you realize, I'm teaching y'all along the way. I can't get in a hurry with this, it's too deep. Let me tell y'all something, when you're living right and the Holy Ghost is in charge of your life, are y'all listening to me? When people mess with you, they're messing with God. Now, I don't care. You, you, don't you look at me like I'm crazy. I know what I'm talking about. When you live right and you follow the scriptures, if anybody mess with you, speak with you, do anything to you, they are messing with God himself. Listen, if I'm living right and my life is in accord with that scripture and I'm loving on God, and I'm loving with all that, and, and you mess with me? Listen, God's going to get you in a way you could never imagine. Because when you mess with me, you are messing with God himself. You say, wait, there it is right there. It's in the, I'm not making this up. Why are you persecuting me? To mess with God's people is to mess with God. Verse 5, Saul said, who are you, Lord? He knew who he was. He called him Lord, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Stop asking that question. You, you just said Lord. <laughs> then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goads. So he... <gasps> Trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? And the Lord said to him, Arise, go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. Then the men who journeyed with him stood speechless. Uh, Look at this. Hearing a what? A voice. But seeing no one. Then Saul arose from the ground, and when his eyes were open, he saw no one. 
but they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was there three days without sight and neither ate nor drink. God got so tired of that rascal, knocked him off the beast, put his eyes out for three days and put him on a fast and said, you're not going to even eat till I tell you to. Tell you, you mess with God now. Oh, glory. Uh, so God speaks through apostles. Uh, look at another apostle God spoke through. Look at Acts chapter 10, verses 9 through 10. Y'all hanging with me? Woo, we going to panoply of scripture. Look, Acts chapter 10, verses 9 through 16. Look what it says. The next day, as they went on their journey and drew near the city, Peter went up on the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. Then he became very hungry and wanted to eat. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance and saw heaven open and an object like a great sheet bound at the four corners descending to him and let down to the earth. Verse 12, in it were all kinds of four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, creeping things, and birds of the air. Verse 13, underline this, and a voice came to him, rise, Peter, kill and eat. Verse 14, and Peter said, no, not so, Lord, I ain't eating that stuff. That ain't for me. You don't eat that kind of food. You know, like the children do. For I, 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 I have never eaten that before. You know, what is that? You know, I'm paraphrasing. I, I, I have never eaten anything coming unclean. Verse 15, and uh, there it is again. And a voice spoke to him again, what? The second time. What God has cleansed, you must not call common. This was done three times, and the object was taken up into heaven again. So then number 11, and finally today, God speaks through his word. God speaks through his word. Second Peter chapter 1, verses 8, 18 through 21. God speaks through his word. That's a profound scripture that you need to, to look at. Second Peter 1, 18 through 21, it says, And we heard this voice which came from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountains. Look at that, that voice. And so we have the prophetic Word confirmed, which you do heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawn and the morning star rises in your hearts. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation, for prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by what? The Holy Spirit. They say, well, man wrote the Bible. No, God wrote the Bible through the hands of man. Amen? It is a book that God wrote. Amen. God superintended the process using men's personalities, using their skills and all of the things. And, and the Bible is written by people of various backgrounds. Some was kings and farmers and ordinary people. And uh, written over a span of 1,500 years by about 40 different authors. And yet the book is fit together so harmoniously, so completely, and so uniquely to the glory of God. And that's why we should celebrate the word of God. How do we summarize all this today? 
How do we summarize this? And we'll be finished. Summary, number one, apart from the miracle of the new birth, it is impossible to hear the voice of God because you are spiritually dead, blind, and deaf. Apart from the miracle of the what? New birth. It is impossible to hear the voice of God because you are spiritually dead, blind, and deaf. Now, may I clarify something? You say, oh, well, I better go out of here and listen to the actual voice of God audibly. God may not ever do that in your lifetime. You don't see, oh, I'm waiting to hear an audible voice from heaven tell me to read my Bible. Wait a minute now. Hold it. Hold it. God will select those whom he will to do that, but everybody's not going to hear. God speaks through your thoughts and impressions and through the Spirit and, all, and through his word and all these things. So don't be seeking an audible voice. You know, you could be seeking a voice from the devil. Amen? Usually when folks seek that, they end up with the wrong thing anyhow. Okay? So now, if you don't know Christ, it is impossible for you to hear God until you get a relationship with Jesus Christ. Because apart from Christ, you're spiritually dead. You can't see. You're spiritually blind. And you can't hear because you are spiritually deaf. Number two, it is possible to be in Christ and not hear God because you have not surrendered to him. You know, how many of you know you in Christ? You know that you know the Lord. No doubt about it. Let me see your hand. You know, if you, know, if you doubt that, we're going to send an invitation for you to get that right. But let me tell you something. When you know that you know the Lord, it is possible for you to know the Lord and still not hear God simply because your life is not surrendered totally to Jesus. You know, you're into yourself and you're letting everything govern your life but God and therefore you miss God. You miss God. You got to be surrendered to him. You can't hear God being rebellious and hard-headed and cantankerous and headstrong and strong will all wrapped up in your intelligence and your sorrows and frats and Masonic lodges stuff Getting all in God's way. Won't y'all say amen? Some of y'all got too much rubbish in your life to hear God. You know, you have to surrender. Number three, today God is still speaking, but the real question is, are you listening? He's still speaking. You say God is speaking? Yes. He's still speaking, y'all. He's still speaking. But the real question is, are you listening? You know, God's not going to scream at you. Are you listening? I like that song says, hush. You know, to hear God, you got to hush. It says, hush. Somebody's calling my name. You can't, you got to hush. Some of y'all can't hear because you hear yourself too much. Shut up. You got to hush. You get quiet before God, he'll speak. Number four. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. Apart from a reduction of noise, crowds, and busyness, you'll not be able to hear the voice of God. Y'all, that is so profoundly huge. Apart from a reduction of what? Noise. 
crowds and busyness, you'll not be able to hear the voice of God. Psalms 46.10 says, be still and know that I am God. You know why y'all can't hear God? Your cell phone is in your ear too much. Gadgets all over you. It's a wonder you're not electrocuted. <laughs> all under your eyes, all in your ears, in your head, all on your side. Just, you're just crazy in your technology. You, you, you're a technological lunatic. <laughs> if you're going to hear God, you got to get, get, get away from the crowds, the noise, and the busyness. You're too busy to hear God. You'll not be able to hear God apart from that. Uh, number five, apart from hearing the voice of God, you'll never live up to God's potential for your life. You know, God has a plan for your life, and God knows just what he wants to do with each one of you. And you'll never live up to your God-given potential apart from hearing God. And that's why some folk live and die in a state of mediocrity, one step forward, two step backwards, I mean, they, they die miserable because they did not hear God. And all I'm saying to you today, God has tremendous expectations for your life. And you'll not live up to God's expectation for you apart from hearing God. Number six, not hearing the voice of God leaves one's soul spiritually impoverished with a life that is dry unfruitful, and is in spiritual regression. Not hearing the voice of God leaves one spirit, leaves one soul. Spiritually what? Impoverished with a life that is dry, unfruitful, and in spiritual regression. I mean, you, you dry. Uh, you're unfruitful, unproductive. You're in regression because you don't hear God. Uh, number seven, the worst thing you can do is to harden your heart to the voice of God. That's the worst thing you can do, is to harden your heart to the voice of God. Hebrews chapter 3, verses 7 through 8 says, Therefore, as the Holy Scripture says, Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion in the day of trial in the wilderness. Hebrews 10, 31 says, It is a fearful thing to fall in the hands of of a living God. You refuse to hear God, you harden your heart to the voice of God, then you will be put into the hands of God who will judge you unto death. There are consequent, grave consequences to hardening your heart to the voice of God. Beloved, as I close, the sweetest thing in all of life is to hear the voice of God. Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling for you and for me. See, on the portals, he's waiting and watching, watching for you and for me. Why should we tarry when Jesus is pleading, pleading for you and for me? Why should we linger and heed not his mercies? Mercies for you and for me. Time is now fleeting. The moments are passing, passing from you. And time is passing from me. 
Shadows are gathering. Deathbeds are coming, coming for you and for me. Oh, for the wonderful love he has promised, promised for you and for me. Though we have sinned, he has mercy and pardoned, pardoned for you and for me. Come home, come home. You who are weary, come home. Earnestly, tenderly, Jesus is calling calling old sinners come home. And all God's children said. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.